This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the program. In our second and third segments today, we're pleased to note that we will be interviewing uh, one of our heroes, really, of, of public radio. That would be Dr. Michael Krasny, the host and senior editor of Northern California's award-winning Forum program. Forum is described as a news and public affairs radio program that concentrates on current events, culture, health, business, technology, the arts, and entertainment which is, to no small degree, what we're trying to do with this program. Michael Krasny has written a book titled Off Mike, a memoir of talk radio and literary life, and we're looking very forward to that conversation later in the program. Stay tuned for that. And we're pleased to announce on today's program that if all goes well, and we expect that it will, uh, some of you will be hearing uh, this show next week on KZFR in Chico. We've been talking to the good folks up at KZFR for six months now. Uh, We thank them for their interest and are glad that we will uh, be reaching a market very much uh, like the one here at UCD. So at this point in time, you can hear this program locally on KDVS. You can, of course, go to the web, radioparallax.com. And we are rebroadcast now on KDIRT, KDRT in Davis, as well as WECI in Richmond, Indiana, and now in Chico on KZFR. We hope that during the remainder of this year and the beginning of next, we will continue to work with other people from other UC campuses on the UC radio network and perhaps will be heard elsewhere throughout the system. It's premature at this point to make any predictions, but uh, that would be our goal. We'll see what happens. Let's commence this program as we would like to do with On This Date in History, which in today's case will be November 29th. On this date in 1929, it's alleged that the American explorer Richard E. Byrd and three companions made the first flight over the South Pole, flying from their base on the Ross Ice Shelf to the Pole and back in 18 hours, 41 minutes. Personally, we don't know whether Admiral Byrd did this or did not, but we are pretty darn sure that four years earlier, his alleged flight to the North Pole and back was a fraud. But we'll have to refer you to our archives for our discussion of the book Cheats, Charlatans, and Chicanery by Andreas Schroeder, where we talked a bit about the slippery Richard E. Byrd. On this date in 1944, the first open heart surgery was performed. That was a fix for the fetal heart defect known as the Tetralogy of Fellow. It was performed at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland by surgeon Alfred Blaylock and his assistant, Vivian Thomas. The talented Mr. Thomas was unfortunately African-American, and during those times in the U.S., uh, he was unable to get his medical degree. His undeniable talent uh, made him, I guess literally you might say, the right-hand man of Dr. Blaylock. And finally, on November 29, 1961, in a prelude to John Glenn's orbital space flight, the first U.S. satellite carrying an animal, in this case a five-year-old chimp named Enos, was launched from Cape Canaveral. We should also refer you at this point to Tom Wolfe's classic, The Right Stuff, for his description of how America's test pilot community, particularly uh, at that point uh, Chuck Yeager, etc., 
uh, how they were somewhat incredulous <laughs> that these men who volunteered to be lifted up on top of a rocket were being hailed as national heroes uh, because uh, when in the case of Enos being launched, the um, fraternity of test pilots muttered among themselves, a monkey's going to make the first flight. And uh, while it was true that the first wave of astronauts didn't have a lot to do except act as passengers uh, for these space flights, in truth, chimpanzees are not monkeys. They're great apes. But if the ugly truth be told, whether he was simian or human, the original astronauts pretty much were spam in a can. Our quote of the day comes from Cato the Elder, who once said, After I am dead, I would rather have men ask why Cato has no monument than why he has one. Our quip of the day comes from the British politician W.E. Gladstone, who once said, Swimming for his life, a man does not see much of the country through which the river winds. And our bonus quip of the day comes from another politician, in this case, the American President Woodrow Wilson, who reportedly once said, A conservative is a man who sits and thinks. Mostly sits. Which allows us to segue into our statistic of the day, which is, according to the Zogby Lear Center poll, the fact that liberals are more likely than conservatives to tune into political commentary and entertainment programs with which they philosophically disagree. The percentages? 20% of liberals and 18% of moderates say they periodically check out programming that challenges their political beliefs. This compares to just 11% of conservatives. In fact, 22% of conservatives say they never expose themselves to opposing views, something that only 7% of liberals will admit to. Our joke of the day comes courtesy of the book Off Mike. Michael Krasny mentions uh, telling the joke while he was on stage waiting for the program to start. And it goes as follows. A man goes to the pet store and buys a parrot. He asks what they can tell him about it at the store, and they say, it's a female and it can talk. To his dismay, after the man takes the bird home, he finds it can only say one thing. Horny! Horny! Embarrassed by this, he asks a friend if he has any suggestions. Guy says, in fact, my rabbi has two parrots. All they do is chant prayers all day long. Maybe if you introduce your bird to them, he could learn to say something else. So they pay the man a visit. Sure enough, the rabbi's got two birds in the cage. They've got little prayer shawls on. They're wearing little, little yarmulkes. And they're sitting on their perch just praying away. <laughs> Rocking back and forth. So the man with the problem bird opens up the cage door, puts his bird inside, and right on cue, she starts saying, Horny! Horny! At this point, the other two birds stop their chanting. And the first one looks at the other one and says, Well, it looks like our prayers have finally been answered. And our bonus joke of the day comes from Rabbi Bob Alper, who noted that he was once leaving a funeral home when a man approached him and said, Rabbi, your eulogy for my aunt was wonderful. She would have loved it. And to think, what a shame. She missed it by just two days. 
Alright, let's do the good, the bad, and the ugly. According to The Week magazine, this week is a good week for King Juan Carlos of Spain. As we noted on last week's program, it was the 32nd anniversary of Juan Carlos being sworn in as King of Spain. But uh, at present, the king's put-down of bombastic Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez at a recent summit of Latin American leaders, where the king said, Why don't you shut up? has instantly become the most popular ringtone in Spain. About 500,000 people downloaded the king's insult in the first week. It was, on the other hand, a bad week for shoplifters with poor depth perception, after police in Derbyshire, England, installed 10 life-size cardboard cutouts of police women in shops to deter thieves. And finally, it was an ugly week a few weeks back for whimsy after Venezuela's National Electoral Council introduced a bill to ban parents from giving their children wacky names. Evidently, extravagant or difficult-to-pronounce names will be outlawed, as well as any that, that might expose a child to ridicule, such as Moon Unit Cabrera or Helicopter Chavez. Right, here's a story I can't, uh, can't help but take half a minute to comment on. Apparently, George W. Bush invited Al Gore to the White House a few days back to actually chat about global warming. This was part of an annual tradition at the White House where the president has a photo op with Nobel Prize winners. But uh, to his credit, uh, the president afforded uh, Mr. Gore some special treatment, a private tete-a-tete with the president for more than 30 minutes. Al Gore would only say he was very gracious in setting up the meeting, and it was a very good and very substantive conversation. That's all. So I'm reading this story, and I'm thinking, well, this sounds pretty good. There's a little bit of hope here for the White House. And then I come to the conclusion of the article, wherein it was noted that Mr. Bush's press secretary, Dana Perino, told reporters, the president is willing to let bygones be bygones. Said the secretary, this president does not harbor any resentments. He never has. And, and this just in, a recent poll of Germans shows that they harbor no resentments against Poland's actions in World War II. We'd like to take a moment to refer you to a couple of articles earlier this week in the Sacramento Bee, both in the scene section, both by Sam McManus. His article on Tuesday, Hard Times for Hard News, I think should be read by all of our listeners. The Bee's entertainment blog, 21Q, has been outlining some of these uh, moments of silliness that uh, seems to dominate local news. Until we read the article, no, we did not realize that uh, local uh, celebrity Mark S. Allen had evidently set himself on fire earlier this month on Good Day Sacramento. But are we surprised? No, we're not. 
The article noted how uh, some people uh, in the in the news media, in the television local news media, were still trying to do some uh, meaningful reporting. And, um, you know, some of some of the stuff can be actually amusing. The article mentions how they uh, how Mr. Ali Khan filed a hilarious mock <laughs> serious report about a supposed pumpkin pie shortage in Sacramento last year. He dubbed it Pie Watch 06 and served up some deadpan interviews with locals about how they would deal with the tragic scarcity of pie. But anyway, we've said it before, we'll say it again. If you want to be informed, your best friends are the internet, the print media in general, and radio. And uh, we also like Mr. McManus's article about uh, Auburn's KAHI, which celebrated its 50th anniversary uh, a couple weeks back. We're planning next month to do a few programs off of KAHI, 9.50 a.m. And since we're not going to seek uh, commercial sponsors for those programs, I think we're, uh, we're free to mention it here on KDVS. But uh, we're up against it on time. I'm Douglas Everett. This is Radio Parallax on KDVS 90.3 FM. Let's take a short break. We'll come back and talk with one of America's best radio talk show hosts, Michael Krasny. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.